This morning we are finally getting back to our series on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And as you recall, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is just simply a description of the, the character of God. And through the presence of the Holy Spirit, that godly character becomes a part of your character and my character as we follow after Christ. Today we are focusing our attention on the character trait of gentleness. And as I was spending some time thinking about this the past couple of weeks, uh, I don't think that I've ever, ever preached a sermon on gentleness. Um, and that's an oversight on my part. In the Bible, it turns out that there are actually a whole range of different words that are used to describe aspects of gentleness. And depending on which English translation you pick up and read, different words are translated into English as gentleness uh, in different translations. And so the idea of gentleness is present all throughout the Bible far more frequently than any one given translation of the Bible might lead you to believe. Uh, I suspect that we also don't hear a whole lot about gentleness because we tend to have a little bit of an ambivalent relationship with the trait of gentleness. On one hand, we probably like to think about ourselves as fairly gentle people. Uh, we like it when people are gentle with us. We like to be treated gently. We appreciate uh, humble people in our lives. But on the other hand, uh, when we are wronged, when we're aggrieved, when we're hurt or angered, when we've been slighted or wounded, or when we've experienced some injustice towards us, uh, it, it, it seems that gentleness would almost be inappropriate, that it would be wrong to be gentle. We don't want to be weak. We don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to be timid uh, or some kind of an overly sensitive doormat. The Bible itself retains some of this ambivalence about the idea of gentleness um, and sometimes describes gentleness as a less than desirable trait. So for example, in Deuteronomy 28, uh, we find the term gentleness uh, used negatively uh, in an almost ironic way to describe a gentle woman who is too sensitive to even put her feet down on the ground in the morning. But on the whole, in the Bible, the idea of gentleness is a virtue. Uh, it is a virtue to be welcomed, to be cultivated, to be pursued, to be celebrated. Uh, and in truth, as we've already said, uh, gentleness is an aspect of God's own nature, God's own character, a fruit of the Spirit that God intends to cultivate in each one of us. It's an aspect of the very nature of God. One commentator described the positive nature of uh, gentleness in these terms. He said, in the Old Testament, gentleness usually signifies a humble disposition which submits to the divine will. Hear that? It's a humble submission to God's will. And that is particularly well captured in the prophet's descriptions of both God himself and of God's servant in uh, places like the book of Isaiah, descriptions that are later attached to the person of Jesus. And so in Isaiah 40, we read this description of God. Here is the Lord God, coming with strength, with a triumphant arm, bringing his reward with him in his payment before him. Like a shepherd, God will tend the flock, he will gather lambs in his arm and lift them onto his lap. 
He will gently guide them, the nursing ewes. What I love about that description is that it holds together both strength and humble gentleness. Both are present in the same person of God. Uh, in fact, it really is only the strong that can be appropriately described as gentle. Uh, strength is tamed. Power is restrained. That's gentleness. Writer Gary Thomas illustrates that idea with an anecdote. He says, when my daughter was young, she used to love to squeeze my, my hand as hard as she could and try to make it hurt. And she could squeeze and squeeze with all of her might, but it never hurt. She didn't have uh, the power uh, to cause me any pain. Then, just for fun, I'd give her hand a tight little squeeze and she'd yell. It's the strong hand, not the weak one, that must learn to be gentle. Those who have power, those who have position, those who have privilege, they have to learn, we have to learn, to be gentle. It's the sharp tongue. It's the critical nature. It's the rebellious, selfish heart that needs to learn to be gentle. Gentleness isn't for the weak. In fact, the reverse is true. And so gentleness does not render one incapable of indignation. And we see that really clearly in the lives of Paul and of Jesus. Uh, Paul, for example, in 1 Thessalonians 2, gives us a glimpse into how he tried to treat others uh, with whom he was working. He said, we were gentle among you, like a mother caring for her little children. Jesus is described as a gentle shepherd. Both Jesus and Paul advocate humble gentleness in themselves and in those who learn from them. But both of them can offer fierce, withering attacks against the powers of darkness and against hypocrisy. I'd like to uh, share with you just a short video clip from a new friend of mine. Uh, Gino is a pastor in Chicago. And in this clip, uh, he's reflecting on the problem of racism, one that has been front of mind for many of us uh, in our nation lately. Uh, he uh, had recently done a little exercise where he tried to get some feedback from people and he was asking them, how is it that I show up in your life? How do you experience me? As he was trying to gain some, uh, some growing self-awareness. One of the things that he kept hearing back uh, was that maybe he was just a little bit too uh, intense, a little bit too vocal about racial equality and justice. Uh, maybe in our terms today, uh, he was hearing back that he should tone it down and become a little bit more humble, that he isn't gentle enough when it comes to issues of reconciliation. Uh, he spent some time this week reflecting on that uh, and listen to his thoughts. So in Gino, I see a fierce gentleness. I see strength and humility, intensity that is submitted to God's will. And that is a very different thing than sort of the uh, self-serving check. Okay, Alyssa, uh, 
I'm going to start this paragraph over again. So in Gino, I see a, a fierce gentleness. In Gino, I see strength and humility and intensity that is nevertheless submitted to God's will. And that's a very different thing from living a disconnected, distracted life, pursuing comfort and ease and convenience at the expense of pursuing God's will. Now, gentleness is a strong hand with a soft touch. It is a tender and compassionate approach towards others' weaknesses and others' limitations. A gentle person still speaks truth, sometimes even painful truth, but in doing so guards her tone so that the truth can be well received. And that's exactly what Paul calls for in Ephesians, where he writes, Therefore, as a prisoner of the Lord, I encourage you to live as people worthy of the call you received in God. Conduct yourselves with all humility, gentleness, and patience. Accept each other with love, and make an effort to preserve the unity of the Spirit with the peace that ties you together. May we be gentle, church, as we live together in unity before our God.